Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable on the Wide Men Network at blogtalkradio.com slash jump. Here's the guys to discuss anything and everything brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. Here's your hosts, Nate, T.R., and Tim. Oh, that sweet infectious groove. Welcome to another Sunday Night Roundtable Music Jeopardy Challenge. Between those two powerhouses, Nate Bush and Tom Robinson. It's been quite a day today, people. For you wrestling fans out there, today was a tough one. Uh, we're going to get into that after we have some fun first. So, uh, Tom, Nate, how's it going tonight? I'm, uh, I was a little sleepy an hour ago. I was a little worried, but uh, I got a second win, so to speak. Uh, Nate's, Nate's with us, is he? Yeah, I'm here. I'm in the house. There he is, the great Nate Bush. Bushless. Yeah, either yeah, of you guys, uh, either. Go ahead, Nate. I was just going to say, if my sound is is crap, you can send all the hate to Suddenly Communications in uh, West Virginia because the Internet has been out all over the place today. So uh, the, their jingle is Suddenly You're Connected. Actually, their new jingle should be sudden link. Fuck you. So, but yeah, that's the issue. I'm not on my mic well, tonight as per normal. You're a little bit, uh, like you sound maybe a tiny bit far away, but you're pretty clear otherwise. So, shouldn't be a problem. At least on my end, anyway. Well, let's hope not. At least. All right. Well, so gentlemen, uh, you want to just you guys uh, are you would you guys you are want floor you guys are still so sorry, Tim. My bad. You guys are still dial-up down there, right, Right, Nate? Anyway, sorry. West For the Virginia most part. <laughs> Fucking carrier, carrier pigeon, carrying blocks of wood, spelling out the words. Hey, look, you can yeah. say what you want about down here, but just as long as women don't get the right to vote, we'll be okay down here. Uh, I kid. Thank no, God. He said I that, joke. and I agreed with you, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. A joke. So, let's get right to the fucking... Music trivia. Uh, Tim was hard at work today slapping this together, so bear with me. I got most of it transcribed onto the computer, so round one will go smooth. Round two, there might be a tad bit of fumbling while I try to read my own fucking chicken scratch. Um, all right. Hey Tim, are you so, Tim? Before we get going, are you going to go keep ahead. track of the score? Are you going to be able to keep track of the score? I will attempt to. Um, some help okay. might be appreciated. 
Because you know Rob well, it's going to be hard. On, it's going to be hard on my part because my calculator is on my phone. So okay, well, hold that's how on. I was keeping me, track last time. Okay, well I will attempt to do so. I'll see what I can do. All right. Uh, same rules as before. Um, none of this answering in the form of a question, shit, and all that. Um, the, uh, yeah. So uh, Tom, as the yeah. uh, returning champion, gets to go first, and these are the categories for round one: <laughs> songs named after girls. I stole part of your song. Top rap songs of 2000. Hits of 1994, and then just for Tom, 1994 country hits. Tom, I said a board is yours. Huh? I'll take uh, songs named after a broad. Is that how? Is that what the title is? <laughs> yes, yeah, close. I was gonna call it. I was gonna call it in, in full disclosure. I was gonna go with politically incorrect Jeopardy and call it songs named after bitches. But I took that. Yeah. Out. So, but now, but now that you said broads, I'm I'm right there with you. Anyway, for two hundred after, after broads for two hundred. I, yeah, well, I always got the, whatever the first is. Okay, you're always you're always picking the lowest one fair. All right, I yeah. will give you the, I will give you the broad. You give me the band. Uh, for two hundred, uh-huh. uh, the answer is Rhiannon. 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 Jesus. Oh, no, uh, Bush knows this one. Well, uh, since you said that, I'm going to say Radiohead. <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, that would be incorrect. Nate Bush. Fleetwood Mac. That is correct, sir, for $200. Very good, Nate Bush. The board is yours, sir. Same category for four. The Broad's name is Jenny, eight six seven five three zero nine. That would be Tommy Two Tone. Oh, Bush is on a roll. That would be correct, sure. You know what I'm going to do? Hold on, Nate. I'm just going to put beside these who got them right, and then if we okay. have to, if we have to tally up the score at the end, we can do that. So that's an N, and that's an N. All right, moving on. Uh six hundred. Same category. The broad's name would be Elvira. The Oakridge Boys. That would be correct. Oh, Nate Bush is on a fucking tear, ladies and gentlemen. He fucking roadie for them. I did roadie for them. (laughs) If this ain't a work, I don't know what the fuck is. But anyway, go ahead. 800, same category. Oh, the broad's name would be Lucille. B.B. King. That would be incorrect. Tom Rogers. Damn. Kenny Rogers. That is correct, sir. The board is yours. Finish it up. We'll finish it off. Angel Leah. Stones. Incorrect. Hey, Bush. Angelia? Um, Yeah. Big hit. Big, big, big Mm. adult contemporary hit. Mm. 
Tom's going to kick himself because he knows it. He just, just and somebody, right uh, uh, Manfred Mann. <laughs> Fuck, we're back to that, are we? All right, so nobody <laughs> got that one correct. That is incorrect. The uh, correct answer is uh, Richard Marks. Mm-hmm. You know it now, Tom? Not really, unless you're... Unless uh, you're not really either. either. All right, fair enough. All right, well, that take, that's that category. We uh, The score is uh, Nate 1,200, Tom 800. Uh, the board would be, I guess, Tom's with no correct yeah. answers. Okay. Uh, I got to go with my wheelhouse, 94 country for 200. All right, I will give you the title of the song. You will give me the artist. These were all... Number one hits at some time during the year 1994. Oh, this will be a sweep. The first one is Live Until I Die. I just, I don't want to think about tomorrow. I don't need anything money can buy. I don't have to beg, steal, or borrow. (laughs) I just want to live until I die. Guess what, though? The artist is escaping me. Um, <laughs> uh, Run another time. How many seconds do I got? Well, I'll count you down. That's a big old five. Clay Walker. Four. Pardon me? Clay Walker. That is fucking correct, sir. Damn. Hold that one out. That is correct. Board is yours. Same category. Tim, uh, the clue is trying to get over you. Uh, there's no melody coming to my head. Yeah, I can't help you because I don't know. Jody Messina. That would be incorrect. Snake Bush. Ah. Uh, Manfred Manso, uh, Vince, help me Vince, <laughs> Vince Gill. That would be Yeah, that is sir. it. That is it. Yeah, that was that would be correct. That was Ryan to get over you. Was that really that is correct? It. Wow. I pulled that out of my ass. I just thought of the only 90s country artist I could think of. Well, you were right. So the board is yours. I'll be damned. Uh, we're getting the hell out of here. Uh, what was uh, 94 hits? Let's, let's go with that. Not the country. All right. I will give you the band or artist. Okay. You will give me the song. Uh, 200? Yes, 200. We'll start 200. All right, the artist is the Cranberries. Oh, God. I'm going to assume it's Linger. You would assume correctly, sir. Okay. There was three I could have went with there. I went with Linger. Yeah, well, that's kind of the trick here. They're, they're, they're you know, not supposed to be easy. Okay. Right, Moving it. 400, same category. Uh, the artist is Aerosmith. In 94? 
So at some some point in 1994, this song was number one on the Billboard charts for at least a week. Be jaded? That would be incorrect. Tom Robinson. It's one of two, I think. Ah, It could be one of three. Fuck. I'll go with crying. Oh, you're so fucking close. What would your other guess been? Janie got a gun and loving an elevator. Oh, okay. No. Loving elevator it's was the eighties. Cr- it's crazy. Ah, that, crazy. Okay. That beautiful video with uh, Liv Tyler and uh, Alicia Silverstone. That young man masturbated like crazy dogs during the nineties too. Uh, the board is yeah. still Nate's, I guess. Uh, same category for six. Uh, the artist is Tom Petty. 94? This is going to fuck with uh, you. Because you won't be able to get the hits out of your head. Free falling? Incorrect. Damn. Tom Robinson? American Girl. Oh, sorry. Mary Jane's Last Dance. Oh, Last Dance with Mary Jane. Yeah, I love that song, too. Good song, yeah. Um, Nate Bush. Same category for eight. Um, It's what... uh, No, I can't can't say that. I'll say it after. Uh, The artist is Melissa Etheridge. Uh, Coming to my window? That is correct. Motherfucker. thought you were going to go on. I'm surprised you knew that one. (laughs) That's a good song, man. It's what Tom Robinson sang to Sasha Banks. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same category. Finish it up, a thousand. Finish it up. Uh, I said I loved you, but I... Oh, fuck, I fucked up. I'll give you the song. You give me the artist. I fucked up. Um, said I loved you, but I lied is the song. You give me the artist. I goofed on that one. Oh, Sorry. shit. It, it don't matter. Uh, I said I loved you, but I lied. Indeed. Uh, I don't know this one. Uh, collective stole. I don't know. No, incorrect. Tom? The song's not ringing a bell, but trying to get over you wasn't either until I heard the answer. Um, a big, big crooner. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, I could give you Michael a Paul. Oh, Michael fucking Baldwin. you nailed it. Oh, you bastard. Shouldn't have gave me that hint. What, what hint? Crooner? The crooner. That helped you? Oh, oh my apologies. Um, all right, that me. takes care of that category. <laughs> so we're uh, we're down to uh, I Stole Part of Your Song and Top Rap Songs of 2000. And we ain't got a couple left song. on that country, John. Yeah, there's three left on the. Oh country. yeah, sorry. Yes, we yeah we do. Yeah, sorry. Three three more there. Sorry. I'm gonna save them. I just wanted to know. Um, what's the I'll other just, two categories again? I stole part of your song and what? I stole part of your song and rap top rap songs of the year 2000. Uh, I suck with 2000, but I might as well get them out of the way. 200 for All that right. shit. All right, the 
real hot dumb because you're going to know them all. Hot boys. Uh, hot boys. Rap, right? Rap of, of 2000. This was fucking, this was number one for 18 weeks in the year 2000. Biggest hit of 2000 in the rap genre. Jeez. Missy Elliott. That is correct. You pulled that that out of the nether regions. I just knew she was hot. I don't know the song still unless she sung it. I I have no clue. Yeah, I got nothing there. This is just off the right from the Billboard webpage, so I have no idea. I take it for 400. Yeah. Whistle while you twerk. Whistle while you twerk. Twerking was a thing 18 years ago, huh? I I guess. It was news to me, but whistle while you twerk. Nicki Minaj. That, sir, would be incorrect. Babe Bush? Ah, shit. You guys were supposed to know. I thought you guys knew shit about rap. Apparently not. Not 2000. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know anything about it, period, so... I can't talk. I'll tell you, uh, I'll just throw Christina Aguilera out there. <laughs> it's the Yin Yang twins. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tom, board, board is yours still, so I guess we're going for the next one. Uh, yeah, the, art, the song is Soldiers. S O U L J A S. Soldiers. Hmm. That could be um, what's his Master P. That is fucking correct, sir. Damn you, Tom. Tom Robinson. I know he had the, the no skill. limit soldiers. Fucking showing the skills, people. Um, <laughs> for eight hundred, the song is "Feels Good." Don't worry about a thing. Uh, ten seconds. Uh, feels good. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah. Feels good. Don't worry about a thing. Face for no reason. 
Lil Wayne. No. Uh, that hint didn't help. It didn't help me. That hint didn't help. <laughs> um, no. Let me think. His big hit would be So Hot in Here. So Hot Rear. So Hot in Here. It's hot Nelly? Out. It's getting hot in here. That Nelly. would be Nelly. That would be Nelly. That's correct, sir. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right, so the rap category was a fucking bust. We got a small part of your song and 94 country hits. Still Tom. I stole part of your song for 200. All right, I I will give you the two artists. You will give me the two songs, if possible. Or maybe should we do it the other way? I don't fucking you can, even know you, what this you can means. Pick. You, you can have the two. You can have the two artists, or you can have the two songs. What do you want to do? I have the Someone two songs pick the, and take the two artists. All right, fair enough then. For two hundred, the songs are "Ice Ice Baby" and "Under Pressure." Oh, fuck. Right. Vanilla Ice and uh, um, the collaboration between Bowie and uh, Freddie Mercury. Correct. I assume for well, all right for four hundred. The songs are "Born This Way" and "Express Yourself." Madonna and Lady Gaga. That is correct. Who stole from who? Well, uh, Gaga had to steal "Express Yourself" from Madonna because it was out sooner. And actually paid for it. And same with the Vanilla Ice Queen epic. Also ended up having to give credits. Uh, the next cat- next uh, song is or songs uh, are Anaconda and Baby Got Back. My Anaconda don't want none. Um, <laughs> Sir Mix a Lot is one of them, and that is correct. Uh, Anaconda is a little bit of a mystery to me. Come on, uh, you're gonna. Feel bad about yourself? I'm not really, because uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. give you any hints on this one, or you'll get it. So you better not, damn it. No, no hints. Ice on this cube. One. <clears throat> Ice cube. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Nate Bush for the steal. That would be "Baby Got Back" by Sir Mix-a-Lot and "Anaconda" by Nicki Minaj. That would be correct. Mm. Who stole from who? Like you got asked. Nicki Minaj stole from Sir Mixalot. Very much so. Uh, the board is Keep yours. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. These songs are. <clears throat> this is a tough one, maybe. The songs are okay. "This Moment" and "Take on Me." I know who sings "Take on Me." Me too. Charming. I can't remember who did this moment. Oh, that's uh, that's Pit. Oh, sorry, never mind. God, I'm giving him eighth shit left and right. Apologies. Uh, would it be Aha and Percy Sledge? No, sorry, you're close though. That's Aha oh, uh-huh and Pitbull. Well, you got to get a chance. Oh, I don't shit, get a chance. 
Would you have got it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this moment is tonight. I don't everything tonight. Okay, Give it phone, to him. So. Give it to him. We're going to trust your, uh, we're going to trust that you would have got it right. Fair enough. My apologies. I got ahead of myself. Um, all right, so the board's I'm yours. I'm and I feel like good tonight. Whatever the fuck that song is. I, I hate that fucking song. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, all right, the arc yours. There's one more left. 94 con- country here. 94 country for six. Uh, what were we doing there? Giving the song, right? Okay, uh, the song is Wink. That is oh. Neil McCoy. That is correct. All, All she's got, got to do is give me that wink. That's a good song. Right. Uh, that's a good song. Uh, the next one is uh, Summertime Blues. Alan Jack. God damn. God damn, that is correct, sir. Man, they're, like everybody's done that song. <laughs> Yeah, in 1994, they did. He turned it into a pretty big hit too. It was number one for like a month and a half or something, if I remember correctly. Rush did a cover of um, it too. For a thousand, the song is "Pickup Man." My one of my Twitter followers, believe it or not, Mr. Joe Diffie. That is correct. Damn. Tom Robinson pulls four out of five. I got an eight-foot bed that doesn't have to be made. See, that's about his pickup truck. His eight-foot bed doesn't have to be made. Uh, beautiful. So there's one. We got he one met all his wives in traffic jams because there's something people <laughs> like about a pickup man. There you go. <laughs> Good country songs. So cliched. Uh, we got one, cat, one, one, one clue left. And if it weren't for trucks, they wouldn't have tailgates. But anyway. Quebec <laughs> uh, has a migraine. <laughs> whatever, whatever that, whatever that fucking category is left. The last one left is uh, Ghostbusters, and I want a new drug. Oh fuck! I know this. What? I mean, what's the category? Oh, I stole part of your song. Oh, Ghostbusters and I Want a New Drug? Correct. Um, Huey Lewis wants a new drug and Ray Parker Jr. That is correct, sir. Ah, and would you believe it or, would you believe it or not? little tidbit on this one. Huey Lewis sued Ray Parker into the next fucking millennium, which is why you've never heard much from Ray Parker Jr. ever since. But then he yep. fucked up. Uh, they had a non-disclosure agreement about the settlement, and Huey Lewis forgot and went public, and Ray Parker Jr. sued Huey Lewis back for most of the money. Crazy. Only in Hollywood, <laughs> Shame, Only I like in them fucking both. Hollywood. Yeah, a Woman Needs Love, so. Just Like You Do, by Ray Parker Jr. is a nice little ballad for you kids to Google. All right, so let's, let's add up the scores here. We have 1,200. Tom, Tom got a shit ton of the big ones, so he's probably beating me. Eighteen and four is twenty-two, twenty-four, thirty-two hundred for Nate and Thomas. 
20s, yeah, he pulled some of the big ones. 36, oh my god. 42, 5, 64, 7,400 for Tom Robinson. Damn. Ouch. Oh, motherfuckers. Ouch. So let me write that down for a moment. After round one. That country category, that country category killed me, man. 7,400. <laughs> For TR, 3200 for the West Virginia Bearded Mountain Man. All right. So that was quite the first round. Yeah. How we do? Oh, I only took like 30 minutes. So uh, let's take a few. Let's take five minutes here. If somebody want to shoot the shit about anything besides the wrestling, because we'll never do that in five minutes. Um, anything else? Ah, uh, I do. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead, Thomas. I was following along, uh, not um, extensively, but passively to this Jimmer Fredette-sponsored tournament that's been running on ESPN, if you've you've passed by it by any chance. Uh, For $2 million, and the rest of the proceeds go to Jimmy V or something. And Jimmer Fredette, I think, created it, him and his brother. And uh, he advanced to Baltimore to the final four of the tourney, which is made up of a bunch of mostly pro players from overseas that didn't make it in the NBA. And this one team that played was just like a bunch of dudes, and they were pretty competitive. Um, so it's a fun little watch if nothing else, nothing else is on. Jimmer's dropping like – he dropped 30 or something today, and that was like the lowest scoring game he's had. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen Jimmer's been tearing it up, man. Like, it's almost like people are, are people are even asking why he's not in the NBA anymore. I'm like, do you guys remember him in the NBA? There's a reason why. <laughs> That's because he's he's busy tearing up the Chinese league for the Shanghai Sharks. He really is killing it, Donna. He's destroying people over there. He scored 73 in one China game, but. Uh, even in this less competition league, his lack of defense has shown. Yeah, he's a horrible defender. And that's really a big thing with the NBA. As it should be. If you're scoring 30 but letting up 60, what good are you? Exactly. It just goes to show you, you should never go to a Mormon college. I think that was the moral of what, what the story was, yeah. <laughs> Seems to me That's works for me anyway. That's what I exactly what I got from it. I can't I can't really see what else you could get from it, but especially at a Mormon college. Danny Ainge and Steve Young didn't do too bad there, and Andy Reid almost did good there. Yeah, BYU's had a few moments in the sun, but not not too many. Um, yeah. Yeah, and other than that, I didn't really recall much in the in sports news over the weekend, really. wasn't a whole lot going on. Some shitty UFC in Calgary that nobody watched, I don't think. I'd re- I would uh, restate that. I'd although say the, good the, UFC. Although the Aldo liver shot was beautiful. That was a work of art. Yeah, I think Eddie, any Eddie Alvarez fight is a great fight, and the chicks were pretty good. So, as far as, it's kind of like pro wrestling where, the hardcores are into what's 
going on in the ring, and the casuals are into the stars. Those guys no were not fight. stars, therefore nobody watched. Yeah, there's no title fight we don't want to watch. Or no Connor, no Ronda, no Brock, no John Jones. Well, no money. In Canada, in Canada, we really everybody wants. Even though we, I don't even think he's uh, available to fight. Everybody wants to see GSP. Yeah, I forgot about him. him. He's, he's he's still yeah, a that's who everybody up here wants. If they could have brought him there on crutches, and people would have showed up. Biggest highlight for Daniel Cormier. Anybody know? What's that? Biggest highlight of Saturday night's event for Daniel Cormier. Do either of you two know? Uh, no. I don't know. Do you, Nate? No. He was thrilled. Mind you, at the same time, Owen Hart was being inducted into the Tragos Fez Hall of Fame with the rest of the Hearts. Brett the Hitman sat front row, and Daniel Cormier popped when he was announced and called him the best there is, was there ever will be. Named all his titles that he won. Was marking out big time. Huh. Interesting. Interesting that he right. chose to go to UFC instead of uh, the induction, I guess because he doesn't get along with the rest of the family. Yeah, well, and if, if uh, Owen's wife was there, then he would... Yeah, she was. Yeah, okay, well, then that's... Because they just had words recently publicly about the whole thing again, so... Okay. So that Makes may sense. be... That might be part of the reason why he maybe took discretion and just didn't bother. Um, well, don't... All right. Uh, well, on that note, one, one let's thing, move back. One thing I want to bring up quickly. Can oh, I bring go this ahead. up really... Um, we got time. Did you guys know that Velveteen Dream, you know who Velveteen Dream is, right? Correct. Patrick Clark. You know how old, you know how old he is? 20, 21. 22. I was stunned yeah. by that. I couldn't believe he was that young. Now you're snorkeling as far as my connection. You were what by yeah. that? Stunned. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of knew of him from uh, a former friend, I should, I guess, say, who used to go to Maryland Championship Wrestling all the time and was real high on this quote-unquote 18-year-old future star. I give him credit. He did call it Patrick Clark. Hmm. I had no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's doing pretty well for sure at that age. Let's see if let's see if it gets over on the big stage. Hold up. I hope it does. I think he's awesome. Yeah, you just never know. But very true. Are you still rolling, right. Tim? No, I'm ready to go. If you boys are ready to go, we can move on to round two. Where I'm ready. Mistakes are rise, and the questions aren't any harder because I didn't have time to do that. Um, I give Nate the board <laughs> if he's not up. The categories for round two would be song opening lines, duets, uh, top ten twice, 
Uh, hold on. Geriatric Rock. And Oy. and who sold more albums? Oh, and album titles. I have I have more. And album titles. Mm. So there we go. Okay. I think, I think uh, they might be a little slow album titles. I have to uh, I have to consult my notes for most of this, so this might go a little slow. So anyway. Uh, oh. Burlet, yeah, it's uh, round two, so Nate being in second place gets to go first. I'll kick it off with um, with geriatric rock for two hundred. All right. Uh, the clue is between the drugs and their old age, they may actually have missed a thing. Aerosmith. That is correct for 200 points. Uh, shit, i got to find something to write on paper with now for you getting that one right. All right, Nate Bush, the board is yours. Uh, 400, same category. Uh, the clue is, if this old man could find his glasses, he might be able to take a look at his life. Oh, shit. Uh... Rod Stewart. Incorrect. Right, but, uh, Tom Robinson? Uh, the first clue I, I knew immediately. This one I'm a little confused on. If he could find his glasses. If this old man, in quotation marks, could find his glasses, he might be able to take a look at his life. Elvis Presley. So that's incorrect. Now, that'd be uh, Neil Young. Oh. All right. See, your nice oh. warped sense of humor might have got you on that one. Uh, back to you, Nate. I just don't know a lot of Neil Young songs. Um, I'll the same category for I guess what is it now? Uh, twelve hundred six. Oh, yeah, double. Uh, no, yeah, uh, 1,200. Um, the clue is, they used to rock and roll all night, now they just nap all day. Kiss. That is correct. Bush. Select again, Nate. Same category, 16. Uh, their album, Steel Wheels, was jokingly called Steel Wheelchairs. Oh, shit. Uh, Judas Priest. Uh, that would be incorrect, Tom Robinson. I know, I remember the Steel Wheels tour, but I don't remember by whether it was by, I'll say the Stones. That is correct. Ah, yeah. Tom Robinson gets the sixteen hundred dollar question. That bastard. I get I get the three small ones right, then Tom gets the big two, and then he beats the shit out of me. <laughs> All right, the board is yours, Tom. Finish it out. Geriatrics. All right. The clue is uh, without Viagra, there probably won't be any more pearl necklaces. Oh hell. Uh, 
pearl necklace doesn't help me. Is that what should help me? That's yeah. what should help you. <laughs> so Nate knows it, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's geriatric. Yep. Pink Floyd. Well, you're close, but no, Nate, for the, for the money. Pearl necklace. She wore a pearl necklace. Easy top. That is correct. That is correct. Never you heard now that. Have con- yeah, that's one of their older ones, but uh, you have control of the board, Nate Bush. Uh, let's go album titles for 400. Album titles, hold on, for 400. We have High and Dry, Retroactive, and Hysteria. Sorry, you're breaking up. Def Leppard, I heard. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, Tom Robinson. uh, Belching is incorrect. You are punished. (laughs) Uh, same category for eight. For eight hundred. Uh, oh boy, my writing's gonna get me on this one. I only got two albums for this one. Guns, you shouldn't need them anymore. Okay. Gunslinger, and No Fences. Oh shit. Gunslinger and No Fences. Ah, piss. Ah. You better jump on this or you're in trouble. I'm probably in trouble because I don't remember this one. Um, I'll go with John Mellencamp. That would be incorrect. Tom? I can add your third album, Rope in the Wind. Garth Brooks. Okay, that is another one, yes. That wasn't on my list, uh, but you are correct. Okay. All right. Tom? All right. I don't know any Lord of yours. records. The only records by him I ever listened to were Greatest Hits records or the Double Live record. I see. Too bad for you. Yes, it is. Thomas, same category? Where are you moving? Uh, yeah, I'll stay there. All right. The titles are uh, The Time Has Come, Timeless, and Shine. Sorry, that being correct. I thought you might get that one. Right? Uh, collective Soul. You guys aren't even in the ballpark. That is the lovely and talented Martina McBride. Oh, man. No? Uh, all right, well, fair enough. Um, same category <laughs> for 1600. Sure, why not? That's not my board. (laughs) Could be. Uh, The titles are Rockin' Into the Night, uh, Rock and Roll Strategy, and Special Forces. Who's who's up? You. You are? 
Nobody got that last one right. So that's a nobody. Rocking into the night. Rocking to into the night. Billy Squire. Oh, you're close, but no cigar. Nate Bush. Maybe Bad Company? Well, that's pretty close, too, uh, but incorrect. Uh, 38 Special. Ah. Rocking ah. into the night. Rocking into the night. For some reason, now, you're I thought thinking Bad of Company Tom, just Tom your, your answer, actually, you said Billy Squire, right? Is that what you said? Rock Me Tonight, I was thinking. You were thinking of Rock Me Tonight, yeah. So that's not a bad yeah. guess. Okay, um, the last one in this category, and after you didn't get those ones, you're probably never getting this one. Uh, the are, the albums are The Zone, Blackout, and Circus. And remember, this doesn't necessarily a rock group. This could be any genre. So don't get tricked into thinking it's an 80s rock band because they aren't necessarily. Who's up, me? Yeah. NWA. <laughs> no, that's actually that's not that far off. But sorry, incorrect. Uh, Nate Bush? Britney Spears. That is fucking correct, Nate Bush. I know the circus <laughs> album. I knew your love of teenage girls would pay off. It would. <laughs> I, I knew the circus album. That's the only reason I got that one. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We're gonna let that go. If you have, um, if you didn't see her on, if you didn't see her on Jimmy Fallon doing his horribly unfunny ooh special, where he plays oh, a God, teenage yeah, girl that says "ow," um, she looked better than I've ever seen her look in her life. Yeah, she uh, she was like, um, what's the word? Um, uh, you know, when when somebody's hot, but you know that like that's t- strictly awful. That's when she was because she was too young, then she got too sleazy, and then she got fat and icky. And now she actually, for a grown woman, she actually looks pretty good. Yep, I'll give you that. She looks incredible. All right. Well, we've got uh, we're down to uh, song opening lines, um, duets, or who sold more albums? Look at with song opening lines. All right. Four hundred. I will give you the opening line, and you will give me the song. Would you like me to try to sing it? No. Sure, why not? I don't give it. All right, fair. All right. The opening line is, Tommy used to work on the docks. Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. That is correct. Nathaniel Bush. Your board? I'll take same category for 800. The opening line is, she's a very kinky girl. Super freak. That yep. would also be correct. Bye. Rick James, bitch. Okay. Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for getting oh. that. Oh, <laughs> Fucking gloves are off here at fucking Wide Men Can't Jump, ladies and gentlemen. Um, same category? Uh, no. He got the joke. He got the joke behind it. Oh, the bitch part? Oh, Chappelle. Yeah, there's a joke behind it. Chappelle's show. You know, I don't fucking watch the show. I'm Rick James, bitch. We didn't even get that. I'm Rick James, bitch. 
Uh, uh, right. uh, same category for uh, 1200 I was dreaming when I wrote this. Oh, shit. I was dreaming. Ah, oh, hell, I'm going to kick myself for this one. Streaming when I wrote this. Man, I... Uh, not familiar with the I, uh... Is that some kind of new alternative group? Uh, I, all night long. It's wrong, I know. Yep. All right. I got Incorrect. it. Correct. Uh, Thomas? Go ahead, TR. Um... Party like it's 1999 Yes. Yeah. Anyways, Continue, so, continue so first. First, first line for eight million or whatever fuck it is now. Oh, all right. <laughs> eight million. <laughs> Going for the win is Tom Robinson. There are eight million, ladies and gentlemen. Eight million. <laughs> are, you, are you fucking? Are you Norm McDonald playing Burt Reynolds on Saturday Night Live Jeopardy or what? <laughs> eight million, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I'll have famous titties for 200, Alex. I'm sorry, Bert, that's I'll famous I'll take titles. my hits now. <laughs> Damn you, Trebek. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the clue is, she was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. Uh, that would be Billie Jean, Michael Jackson. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. That would be Billie Jean by Nate Bush. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Uh, to finish out the category, the clue is, yes. you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. Sasha Banks. <laughs> You never close your eyes. I don't know if there's an anymore anymore in that. When I kiss your lips. Well, it's uh, the Righteous Brothers, if it's all I'm thinking of. But uh, there's two titles that come to mind. That loving feeling is the end of it, but it's either you've lost, I'll go with. Um, is that your final answer, sir? I guess. Uh, I don't know. How do, how do I do this? I'm gonna have to have a. We're gonna have to have a uh, consult the judges. The correct answer is you've lost this loving feeling. So. Oh no! Uh, I I had the loving. I said the loving feelings. The end of no, it. You, I well, are we giving was... that to you? All right, uh, Nate Bush. I thought I thought the end of it was. Oh, I thought wow. the the. My question was: Is it bring back that loving feeling, or you've lost? So I said, I'll guess it's well, you lost. Yeah, okay. All right. Fair enough. That is correct, then. I'll allow it. Uh, okay. Nate Bush allows it. So 
So we're down to duets. Uh, who sold more albums? I think I'm. I think I'm going to do really good at both. To be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Wait on in, motherfucker. So I'll do duets first. All right, I will give you the song. You give me the singers. The song is Say, Say, Say. Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney. That is fucking correct, sir. I'll be 10-4 on that one. You just want me to stay in the category? Yeah. Uh, The next one is Ebony and Ivory. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney. That is correct. Uh, well, fuck! You're gonna you're gonna wipe the board. Uh, the next one is uh, "Stop Dragging My Heart Around." Oh! Oh, we fucking met with the roadblock. Oh! Oh, boy! Uh-huh. I wasn't expecting wasn't expecting that. So what, for me to get that? For you to not? Well, did you get it? We never heard an answer. I yeah, I never heard anything. Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks. Tom Petty, Stevie oh, Nicks. Oh, no, that never came through. Oh, oh sorry. Oh. Okay, yeah, we didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. it was no, foul. I didn't hear that at all. I heard All I heard oh. was, hmm, I thought we'd stumped you there. All right. No, that is correct. Um, the next one is uh, Islands in the Stream. Dolly Parton and... <laughs> Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. That is uh, correct. Fuck, I'm, I'm fucking yeah, you're done for. Because <laughs> the, la- yeah. the, uh, the last one is under pressure. So, yeah, you're fucking done for. Bowie and Freddie Mercury. That is correct. Tom Robinson. <sighs> for fucking taking the category. Who's wow. all more albums? What's up, Nate? I actually knew most of those. I was going to say, how would you have done if you'd have got to go in that category, would you? So I thought maybe uh-huh. if he didn't get, you would have got Nicks and Petty, I thought, and then maybe you would have got the next two. Uh, yeah, I would have. Okay, fair enough. Well, we're down to one category. Um, who sold more albums? I tried to fuck with you a little bit on this one, so we'll see. Uh, Tom, that's uh, 400. I will give yeah. you the. I will give you three artists. One of them has sold more albums than the other two. You will give me that artist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The artists are Celine Dion, Whitney right. Houston, and Mariah right. Carey. Huh. That is pretty tough. Uh, oh, and I should add. Expected. I should add. This is only in America. This is not worldwide. This is only in the United States. So that may or may not uh, influence your answers. Tougher than I expected. Uh, I'll go Mariah Carey. You are on a fucking roll. That is correct. Fuck! Mariah, Mariah Carey has sold 60, 64 million albums in the United States to Whitney Houston's 58 and Celine Dion's 50 million. So, See, I would have went with Whitney Houston. I wouldn't have thought Mariah Carey. Yeah, I mean, I knew she was popular, but I didn't realize she slogged out that kind of numbers. 
It's those damn Christmas um, albums, all right, dude. And yeah, she still so. puts them out. So. Yeah, and she's yeah, still producing too. albums, whereas the other two aren't. That is true. Uh, for 800, we have... Uh, Jesus Christ, what did I write there? Britney Spears, the Dixie Chicks, or Tadolf Swindler, better known as Taylor Swifter, as Taylor Swift. See, that's a little tricky because albums and iTunes and all that new shit. I don't know no, how to calculate is, this that. No, this is now. albums. This is no digital sales involved in this. This is just hard, hard albums. So it's Britney and who's the middle one? Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks, Taylor Swift, Britney Spears. Well, Taylor Swift sold more songs than them two combined and sold out more concert tickets. But with the digital age, eh, I'll stick with Taylor Swift. That is correct. God. Taylor Taylor Swift has sold 43 million albums, uh, hard copy albums. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, Britney Spears, 34 million. Dixie Chicks, 30 million. Well, maybe not combined, but close enough. Well, that's just hard albums. Uh, Taylor Swift in the digital thing, it's yeah, yeah. fucking 20, 30, 40 million again. Cause she's, yeah, but that's only singles, of course, because they don't really sell albums too much on iTunes and all that. Yeah, yeah. You can buy them, but nobody buys them. Uh, all right, for 1200 the artists are The Doors, Tom Petty, or Phil Collins. Doors are out. Phil Collins half the time was with Genesis, so I say Tom Petty. That, sir, would be incorrect. Oh, wow. That would be incorrect. I'm going to go with uh, Phil Collins, then. That, sir, would be the correct answer. Woohoo! Phil Collins is a solo artist. 33.5 million. The Doors, 33 million. And Tom Petty, surprisingly, only 31 million. That's a surprise. Yeah, I thought he would have sold more than that, too. Uh, All right. Give me the biggest category. Give me the biggest amount that I can get. Okay. All right. Two left uh, for 2,000. We have the Beach Boys, Jimi Hendrix. Or Nickelback? Mm. Well, it's not Jimi Hendrix because Hendrix uh, Hendrix only had one song in the top forty ever, and that was all along the Watchtower. So it wouldn't be him. Plus, Jimi Hendrix by himself never really did much. Uh, Nickelback fucking blows. Uh. I'm going to go with the Beach Boys because they sold a lot of records in the 50s. That, sir, would be incorrect. Damn it. Tom Robinson for the steal. Thomas, are you present? Oh, we've dropped Tom Robinson. Nate Bush, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh, there he's back. Okay. Have you returned? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last I heard was 
was something about Jimi Hendrix, and then I was gone from the earth. It was, uh, it was uh, Nickelback, Jimi Hendrix, or the Beach Boys. Uh, Nate gets guessed the Beach Boys, which was incorrect. Nickelback. That is correct, sir. That is a sad world we're living in. Uh, I, I I got something to say about that one, but I'll give you the last clue, and then I'll I'll tell you what I think about that one. Why that one I think is wrong. Uh, the last clue of the Jeopardy round. Uh, the artists are Johnny Cash, Rod Stewart, and Queen. Tom, that is your your board. Very difficult. Uh, I call it Rod. That is correct. Tom wow, Robinson. yeah. Considering consider I saw him and Cindy Lauper in concert last year and he had some fucking songs I never heard, then he must have been putting some new shit out still. So. Yeah, see, I, I, I have a question. My, my, my question, or not my question, my, uh, my wondering about those totals. Uh, the Nickelback one was $24 million for Nickelback, 23 for Jimi Hendrix, and only 22 for the Beach Boys. There's no way in hell the Beach Boys have only sold 22 million albums in the United States. That's outright crap. That has got to be wrong. That just doesn't, that just doesn't make sense. It, 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 it's not enough. Um, same same with the Johnny Cash total. Rod Stewart's 38 million. Okay, that I might believe. Queen's only 34 and a half, but Queen was never really that big in the United States. And Johnny Cash, they have it. Yeah, but they 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 didn't hit till Bo, uh, the second coming of Bohemian Rhapsody in, in the United States. So, but Johnny Cash, yeah. they only got twenty three million, and there's no way Johnny Cash has got fucking seventy two albums. He wouldn't even have to sell half a million of them of each one to have more than that. I'm gonna guess that uh, early sound scan. This is this is from uh, the Recording Industry of America. So it is the authority on who sold what. I'm going to guess they didn't keep very good track back in the day. True. Well, I mean, I, I don't also, dispute that. I've also heard a rumor, and then I'll let you go, Tom, that uh, some artists didn't want their numbers to be inflated because, or record companies didn't want the numbers to be inflated because then they had to pay the artists more, and nobody really knew except them what they were really selling. So they could tell an artist, well, no, you only sold two million. Here's your check, whereas really you sold ten. But they could never prove that because nobody really used to keep track very good back in the day. Or at least that's the story. Yeah, they're both probably true. But the only thing I would say in the in the in the defense of cash not selling that many is there's a lot of uh, cash is like a fucking. It's like Scarface. Like a lot of people wear his shirts and shit, but actually, if you name, if you ask them to name five songs, they wouldn't know who the fuck he was, just because he's the man in black and he's a cool, badass, old dead dude. But you know. Yeah, there might be some truth to that. Um, I'm gonna, tr- you guys, kvetch uh, among yourselves here while I while I uh, total this mess up, and then we'll do final jeopardy. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this about Johnny Cash. Most people got back into him, at least from my generation, when he put out that covers album. Uh, the Man Hurt. Comes Around. 
Yeah, that one was huge, and well, a lot of people have no clue that's a Nine Inch Nails song. So yeah, I don't know. I, he he really he really. I mean, the Trent Reznor. Uh, Trent Reznor does he write their songs or? Yeah, Trent Reznor wrote it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I as a self-destructive past that I've had could really relate, and that. The perfect guy to cover that was Johnny Cash, if you knew about his life. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. I'm not saying he did a bad job. No, it was, he did a good cover of it. But, I mean, it surprised uh, me when I heard that Trent Reznor or people involved with I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal, uh, Nine Inch Nails, yeah. came up with that kind of deep soul fucking... Um, Soul, what's the word? Soul, putting your soul out there. That word that comes after. Yeah. Um, deep Bearing fucking real talk. Yes. Yeah. You can have it all. My empire of dirt. I mean, that's a dude like me singing. Like you know. Reznor's I'm surprised good, that they're the, open. Uh, Reznor's actually won a uh, won an Oscar for best original screenplay. Or not screenplay, but uh, soundtrack. Best soundtrack. Yeah, or I think I did social, know that. The Social Network. He worked on it. Right. I believe it was him. It was a good shit. And he may have worked on the movie Inception too. I'm not sure. But uh. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah now that. Yeah. Super talented dude. And. uh they did that song, Hand That Feeds You. I always liked that song. What did you uh, mm. What did you think of Eric Church uh, uh, sticking his foot halfway down Hold the on. throat by running down the NRA and being a country he, I don't care what he said. I heard what he said, and you know what? Fuck him before he said it, and you know what? Fuck him after he said it. Just fuck him. His music blows. He can go to hell. That's all. Well, I guess that's... Uh, Nice opinion. And Tom Robinson? Anything? Eric Church is one of those guys, the only guy in his era, well, there's two guys, sort of, but Lee Bryce I like and uh, Chris Young. But Chris Young was before them, but kind of got hot when they got hot. But Eric Church, I don't, he's when I started tuning out because it was, uh, so I don't really know him that well. So I don't know what he said, so I probably disagree with it because uh, I don't like it. him either. He blamed the NRA for the Las Vegas shootings and said people who had guns were basically twat waffles. Well, that's not going to go over in the country world. <laughs> well, that was my he's not even thinking. Country. He's not even country. He's goddamn uh, Mad Lib country. Fuck him. Like an yeah, Virginia, once again, party. showing Ed off party their country. high school educations. All right. Anyway, so you all hate fucking Eric Church. Moving on. Uh, the score after two rounds is Tom Robinson, 45,000. Nate Bush, 10,000. So if you gentlemen would like to... I don't know how you're going to do this. Uh, you're going to make your... Okay. Um, the, before you make your bet, the category is... Uh, songs intended for other artists. That is the category. All right, I sent you mine. I'm gonna put the phone down so Tom can tell you. Well, I'll just I'll just uh, nuke you <laughs> for a moment. 
Actually, uh, I can't that do mate? that. You have to do that to yourself. Uh, all right, Tom Robinson, your bet is zero. Well, it's no secret that if I if I'm doing math correctly, the most he could get is twenty thousand because he can only bet what he has. Well, that is correct. Right? That is correct. And I have twenty five, so I should bet correct. four thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Fair enough, sir. All right, Nate, you may return in a moment. We good? Whenever you're ready to. We yeah, we are good. Yes. So, the final Jeopardy question is, both Pink and Hilary Duff passed on this American Idol's hit for fears neither could hit the high notes of the chorus. You have 30 seconds. What are we answering, a song or the artist? You need the song. Don't say anything, TR. I'm going to message Tim my answer, so let me think on that. I said you have 30 seconds. I will tell you what Pink, and who was the other one? Hillary Duff. Okay. You're a douchebag, Alex Trebek. You are a millionaire for fucking reading cards. Dum, dum. Time is up, gentlemen. Before there's any answers, I'm Before there's any answers, I am shocked that Chester County, very close to me, well, not very, but close enough, Pink, I always thought of her as a fearless singing motherfucker. I'm surprised she backed off. I was surprised by this as well. But when I thought about it for a moment, I I, I have a theory on it, but we'll wait until we'll wait until the answers. Nate Bush, where the fuck are you? Just sent you an answer. Just sent you an answer. All right. Uh, we go to the challenger, Nate Bush, whose answer was since you've been gone, and that is correct. And he hey, bet he bet ten thousand for a total of twenty thousand uh, dollars. Tom right. Robinson, that that was your guess as well. Yeah, it's a very hard song to sing, but I don't see Pink failing at it. But. Well, as I said, the story was that she wasn't too much worried about recording it. It was singing it anywhere it was else. It was yeah. Singing it anywhere else, and uh, Kelly Clarkson. Well. I don't know. I'm not sure I've ever heard her sing the song live, so I don't know if she does any better. But uh, she took it because, well, she was young, and I think that was her first number one, I believe. Um, but can you imagine uh, where Kelly Clarkson may or may not have ended up if somebody, if one of those two takes that song and she doesn't get that on? Maybe she doesn't win an idol. Maybe she doesn't go anywhere. Well, I don't know. She might have won an idol, I guess. She might have won Idol, I guess, but whether she would have had any more of a career or not, who knows. So, TR, did you know that one? Yes. Yeah, I did. Um, he, well, I didn't he, know he it, only bet, that was my... He only bet forty nine ninety nine anyway, so he he would have won either way, so it didn't matter. You but, uh, <laughs> but But a good showing. I had to do basic math. A good showing math. by, by, uh, by uh, both of you. Um, Nate, 
I'm going to send you a message here. Tell me if you know this before I do anything about it. I know okay. that's cryptic for the audience. I know that's cryptic for the audience, but uh, um, Cinder over. Okay, well these guys are uh, going into business with themselves. You can follow me at TR Shock on Twitter. <laughs> Shameless pug by Tom Robinson. Shameless. That's funny. Uh, that is. Yeah, don't say it out loud. I don't recognize it. Okay, and I'm I'm doing what I'm going to do, and no one needs to be any the wiser. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Tom Robinson, two and zero in uh, wide man camp jump trivia. I guess I guess wait, this wait, means. Wait, wait. Uh, say what? That may have been Lou. That may have been Lou. Now that I look at it. Well, maybe, but we'll see. Um, now that you're two and zero, Tom Robinson, I guess this means I'm going to have to step up to the plate and uh, challenge you, and uh, we'll have to have Nate push do the questions for the next one. Sure. Well, give a guy. I his, can uh, I can lose just yeah. as easily as Nate can, so yeah, that's not a problem a guy for me. <laughs> Well, like I said, it's 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 really hard because, like again, I look at the you know a I have the answers in front of me. B sometimes, like I said, what I take as being, well, how could they not know that? You know, I'm assuming that you just that you would know it, and I, I don't really know whether you'd know it. And some of the shit that I think is maybe way too hard, you know, I, I'm gonna guess like in the country category, Tom would be going, well, how can you not know that? Well, I mean, I I was surprised yeah, that I'd be going. Okay, I've heard of these people, but I don't know the. I didn't have enough time. I, I, I wanted was, to try to make it a little goofier, but it's I didn't have enough time to make clues that, you know, that would that would work. So, trying to get over you is one of my favorite ballads of that era, and I had no clue. So Nate pulled it off, and uh, but usually in that. That's my wheelhouse. I'm not going to – I might get, like, 95 out of 100 questions and that type of shit. Right. So. Well, and I didn't – I don't want to do the opposite either and go, okay, those guys know quite a bit about rock and country and that sort of thing. So I'm going to go with uh, a 1962 jazz hits. Yeah. You know, where you, you may not get anything. Okay, well, that's no fun either. It's, I mean, half the fun is getting something right. So right. Do we, uh, Nate? Are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Didn't hear. Couldn't. Couldn't. Couldn't hear you very well. We got 45 minutes left on the big show tonight, so I guess we wanted to talk some uh, wrestling. Um. Is any Tom? Why don't you uh, Why don't you take us down the wrestling news for today, and and uh, we'll go from there. Well, I'd say. Uh, Peculiar day in wrestling in that there were a lot of final announcements, so to speak, of deceased members that totaled three and four, if you count a current impact wrestler's father who's friends with the Hardys and used to be a wrestler. 
Tracy Cadell, I believe, is Trevor Lee's father from Impact Wrestling. Had a heart attack and died probably at a decently young age. I don't know. I didn't hear much about it, but he worked with Matt Hardy, started Omega Championship Wrestling with the Hardy Boys and all that good stuff. Rest in peace. I don't know enough details to really comment. If either of you two do, then feel free. Um, then there's the Brickhouse Brown story, which is, uh, on a sad day, it's kind of funny to me, and not funny in a mocking way. I met Brickhouse as a Mark fan, 15, 16 years old, when he worked for WWF, the old Best Western that doesn't exist anymore. Very good dude then. Um... Years go by, Memphis trips, Memphis tapes, see him when I'm down there. Then I just wandered to Nashville, don't ask, uh, when my daughter was two, so I guess around 98, and uh, was at Burt Prentice's New Year's Eve show. It was either 98 going into 99 or 97 going into 98, not sure which, and Bricker was there, and I got to... Being a pull apart because I believe that I needed to do some more wrestling stuff before I settled down into that wonderful, wonderful world of SEPTA and white picket fence and fatherhood. I wanted to chase some dreams while I still had time. My hair was bleached blonde. Earlier that day, I showed up at the Nashville Fairgrounds by myself. Saw the Colorado kid and Burt Prentice doing that mop and ring gimmick that's uh, circular thing that, that spins around, I don't know what the term is, that, that cleans like canvas. They were trying to get the blood out, oh, like and a, they were like, like floor polish had, yeah, I had stopped at Brian Hildebrand, who's also deceased in Knoxville, and met with him and his wife on that trip, and he's like, uh, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know, just go down there and pass out some singing demos, and Maybe try to get on some indies, and uh, who knows what could happen. If uh, I'll just take an extended leave of work if I end up doing something. and Ended up doing a whole lot of nothing, uh, just partying for a week, playing wrestler and singer. But uh do want to point out that Brickhouse Brown was one of the few in the dressing room that wasn't – they were kind of cold. It was Bart Sawyer back there and Colorado Kid, Brickhouse Brown. I uh, kind of forget who else, but – Seemed like they were ribbing me. They gave me a phone number to to get shit from, like ring gear or stuff. And Rick was like, "Throw that fucking number out, man. That ain't that ain't no number." And I kept it anyway. And I called it. And it was some some kind of not number. They said it was Wolfie D's mom. So they were ribbing me, I guess. But Brick was cool. Very nice guy. Sat down with me that night. I know later in life I kept up on him through Outlaw Doug, J.D. McKay, as I knew him from back in the day. And uh, the first part of the sad story is and what I alluded to being funny. The sad part is Rocky Johnson reached out when he only had stage 2 cancer to get the cauliflower alley to get him some help. But he had been no insurance and didn't push it and just took painkillers and was like, fuck it, and it just spread so quick that then all of a sudden, by the time they got on the money he needed, it was already going downhill. And uh, 
So if, in fact, they caught it at stage two, he probably would still be here today. But the funny part, he flatlined and his mom fell asleep, as any mother would. It's a horrible situation, even if your son's 57, I imagine. And hospice declared him dead last week. His mom fell asleep on his dead body and was awoken to what she thought was a dream with Brick saying, Mom, I'm hungry. And that's something I would say if I, if I woke up from death. So at least that gave me a little smile that he got a few more days left in. And uh, Mom got the thrill of a lifetime, obviously, from literally losing a son. Losing him again, which is awful, but... Uh, supposedly, wrestler Matt Riviera spent time with him, and Brick shared some out-of-body experiences from his 20 minutes to an hour, depending on who you ask, time that he was deceased before he came back. And uh, be interested in what Mr. Rivera, Riviera, whatever his name is. No disrespect, Mr. Matt Rivera or Riviera. I just I'm not familiar with how you say your last name. So I'll be looking forward to that to see uh, the final days, the real final days of Brickhouse Brown. thought he was a great heel in Memphis. Uh, you should go out of your way to get those tapes when they finally gave him a push to feud with Lawler. Very funny. He used to rhyme. Not like hip-hop, but just like, you know, rhyme in his promos. Uh, they say, Lawler, you're the king, but I don't think you can hang with this thing. You know, stupid shit like that. That's probably not one of them. But that's the type of promo he would do, and I always used to pop. And he always used to end his promos by saying, like if I were talking to you, Nate, and you, Tim, I'll say, you mess with my pay with wild man can't jump. We're going to be through dealing. So through dealing was his ending to every promo, which I really liked. And Lance, of course, acted appropriate during those things. So that's my uh, first two. If you guys want to uh, add anything or – Carry on, finish her up, and then we'll go to Nate. Okay. Uh, Then there's the veteran wrestler who was very fucking tough that nobody knew about. Shoot tough. The barrel-chested, biggest chest I've ever seen in his prime. I was alive since 1969, and he was uh, available for me to see at a very young age. Nikolai Volkov, not the Nikolai you used to see with the Iron Sheik, who was still fairly big, but in his prime, he was a big, mean motherfucker. And uh, I looked up YouTube today for a match I saw with Bruiser Brody, and I couldn't find it. I guess it got taken down because he gave it to Brody as opposed to Brody giving it to him when Nikolai was a young man. Um, He was trained by Stu Hart, which a lot of people don't know. So a big weight powerlifting shooter he was in a sense that he'll fight you. Also knocked the fuck out of Manny Fernandez in Florida in a match in Orlando one time. Knocked him out cold because the raging bull thought he could get drunk and go shoot on Nikolai. And Nikolai said, oh, really? And used to box and hit him with a one-two combo and then I think a left and put him out. So he was quite a shooter. I did about 50 shows with him, counting the Dennis Carluzzo and Tommy Fierro days, and also the last show I ever did, he was there, still wrestling in 2012. I actually wrestled on that show with Harley and going for the WWWA Tag Champs against 
the big dogs. I don't remember who Nikolai wrestled, but still, when I saw Nikolai in the dressing room, I did what I always do to Nikolai, and that was, you know, uh, approach him and shake his hand with a smile. And he nods and mutters, and he—I don't think in any all uh, any um, interaction I had with Nikolai Volkov that he was positively accepting me because I always heard the word jabroni since about 1987 from him. He does jabroni, and I think that since I heard it enough, maybe I was that jabroni. I don't know, but he said it long before the Rock ever did, and. uh I had a lot of respect for Nikolai still wrestling two months ago, even. And, you know, I was on shows. Like I said, he never gave me a bad time and never never warmed up to me, that's for sure. Uh, but, but not in a bad way where I'd say he was a dick or anything. It just seemed like he didn't want to bother. Always kind enough to give me a handshake. I got pictures with him somewhere and shit like that. But uh, the thing is, uh, much like Brickhouse, if Brickhouse would have got help at stage two, he'd still be alive today. And Nikolai signed himself out where I don't know the exact details, but I'm piecing together. He signed himself out after a heart attack a short time ago out of a Maryland hospital. And as some of us know, maybe all three of us, I'm not sure, that heart failure, heart attacks, so forth, you know, if you're lucky enough to stay alive after one, when they go through your leg and get to you know, where they need to get to with a uh, blocked, you know, the quadruple bypass, the triple bypass, whatever's blocked, they can unblock and keep you around for a little bit. And Nikolai, I don't know if that was the test, but they offered a test to Nikolai to help him and being an old school wrestler, sign himself the fuck out. And he may be alive today as well. So, uh, don't know what to say if that's more brains than guts or guts than brains or whatever. Maybe he was just tired of being around this fucked up world. I don't know. Didn't want to deal with the test. I don't know. More info, I'm sure, will come out. But rest in peace to a very tough man in his prime, and there's probably no better, no stronger bench presser by the looks of his chest back then. And finally, uh, somewhat personal, but not as much as others probably in the south um minnesota i got to slap the face of brian christopher when he was out on the uh table that we set up candido another one dead uh, that i was managing and christopher blew us off treated us candido as well i mean if i got treated like a j-bone so be it because i never turned out to be nothing but you know, treated uh, Candido's ideas for the match like they were shit. Uh, kind of had an attitude. I know Nate has some stories that he wasn't the best character in his promotion that he worked. Um, but I always had a, had a sorry feeling for Brian in that we, we made up later that night, as I did with Eddie Gilbert. It was a weird night there in Minnesota in 1993. But, uh, so Brian was cool after the match. Maybe he respected us more because Candido was a great worker and I had the balls to hit him. I don't know, but um, I always felt sorry for Brian and Kevin because they were from Paula, and that was Laura's middle wife, I guess, or whatever. And Laura is a millionaire ten times over, and you know sometimes people are just lost causes. You know, I don't know if that was the case or not. Uh, 
judging from his arrest record, you might think that. His fight with Chase Stevens, I believe. It's not Chase Owens. It's Chase Stevens, right? Where he got yeah, really beat up recently. Yeah. Um, so he, he, he was he was annoying the boys. He was annoying family members. He was annoying friends, etc. Ended up in jail. I'm not going to say I spent a lot of time in jail, but I spent a little bit. And uh, I can't imagine the mental pressure of... Uh, what seemed like yesterday, probably in his mind, he's in a stadium in a WrestleMania match getting a big, hefty paycheck. And now he's in a little cell where nobody knows him. Nobody wants to get his autograph. Nobody wants to cheer him. Nobody wants to boo him, et cetera. There's no catering. And your life is fucked up at 46, and you have nowhere to turn. Now, I did read late today before we came on that Jerry and a family friend we're going to really push, and this was what I was in question of, to put him in a rehab because they finally felt he had hit rock bottom, which he obviously did. So at least I'm, I'm comforted to know that somebody finally said, hey, let me help him. And it came in the form of Jerry the King and, uh, and another family friend, supposedly who was unnamed. And Jerry got back. They, kept, they literally kept him alive so Jerry could see him, and uh, I had heard that he – literally kissed him goodbye and then they took him off life support because he was already brain dead and uh tremendous talent small guy got on the roids probably when he was like 18 that's no secret that's no bad talk about him that's just fact uh had to follow in the footsteps of a father that was not in his life but was the king of the town he grew up in some people are different his brother kevin's a nice guy Brother Kevin never really went down the, the rabbit hole that Brian did, and uh, with addiction and so forth. That's how Kevin probably copes with it in his own way. I'm sure it'll make Kevin and Jerry closer. And uh, uh, it sucks. I mean, yeah, he was he was bad news. There's no covering. I mean, just because a guy passed away when he's done some wrong stuff, you can't ignore it. But uh, I mean. He he grew up in some difficult situations. If uh, if you're not mentally equipped to handle those situations, some have a disposition to just move on and be their own person. But obviously, he wanted to be like that, and he whatever. So, rest in peace to you, especially uh, Brian Christopher, because peace is certainly something you've probably never known. So, uh, I guess that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, Mr. Knight. Uh, well, it's all a tragic, tragic situation. Um, you know, I hate to, I hate that it happened uh, to anybody. All four of these guys passing away on the same day. It's a shame. Uh, I don't wish it on anybody. Uh, really, really sad that that Nikolai would would go. I never. I, I always wanted to meet him. Cause that dude was a heat machine back in the day, and he could ju- he could get heat no matter what he did. And he, you know he was a big guy, big Russian. Uh, he was actually I think Ukrainian, but uh, one of my fondest memories of Nikolai, uh, just from TV, was watching him at uh, I believe it was Boris Zukov at WrestleMania six with the, the, the guy Bolsheviks. playing the piano. Yeah, the Bolsheviks and. Uh, they they're playing the dude's playing the piano at WrestleMania six. I forget the guy's name, 
but he's making up the Russian national anthem. And he's like, all right, serious this time. We're going to play the Russian national anthem. And then somebody flushes the toilet. And Nikolai's about to go off on this guy. It's, it was really funny. I really enjoyed that skit. Uh, whoever, whoever produced that did a good job. But uh, I, Brian is the only one of those guys I know personally. Brickhouse, I, I didn't know. I just knew that he was in line to be the uh, the next JYD in Mid-South. Just never panned out. Um, didn't know the promoter, but, you know, still, you don't like to hear anybody passing. Uh, but Brian, I actually had some run, a run-in with uh, Matt. Uh, I was at the infamous show where he lost his top two teeth. Uh, he, he got him put back in, uh, thankfully. Uh, but he yeah. lost his top two teeth at, at our show and uh, apparently was going to go beat the piss out of Austin Idol uh, over some family issues and just caused a real stir and bought, you know, bought substances off of people he never knew, drunk wild parties, wanted to go to strip clubs. You know, it was like he was living the rock and roll lifestyle. You know, caught up with him. You know, I don't want to bash a guy for his demons, but he had them. And that's been well documented. And, uh, you know, you hate to see it happen. And he goes to jail and you say, okay, well, maybe this will wake him up. And he'll realize that he can turn his life around, go to rehab, get out. Because he... I'll be honest, the, the dude's still in good shape. Like, he was in good shape in terms of, like, physical appearance. Still looked good, had good body, you know, t- could still move, took bumps. Uh, he he could have made some money on the indie scene. It's just nobody really wanted to book him because of his antics. And um, maybe he just needed to get away from wrestling altogether. But uh, it, it's a shame that happened. And he was a he was a character, and like Tom said, wouldn't want to have to live in that situation. You know, your dad's the biggest guy, and basically runs the town. He's not, and not the mayor. I'm talking about biggest celebrity in town. He's basically like behind Elvis is the biggest thing to ever come out of Memphis. And not only is he a fantastic in ring performer, but he you know he's a he's a good artist and. He's just good at everything he's ever really tried. And he's, you know, actor and whatever he wants to do, he can do it. And then you come along as a kid and it's just like, oh, what can I do? And I'll say this about Brian. If you ever watch his Memphis work when he was in, uh, I believe it was uh, USWA, they uh, he was really good. Brian had that it factor his biggest issue was his size in terms of his height because he was not a very tall guy. But as far as his work in the ring, he was good. The the storyline they did with the light heavyweight title in WWF at the time, uh, the thing with the king on commentary, um, you know, where, where Lawler never really acknowledged it was his kid. It was kind of a joke. It's like, oh, yeah, it's your boy. You know, oh, you, you know, he looks familiar. Oh, he got a bad break at birth, didn't he? And stuff like that. And, you know, that's supposed to be TV stuff. But I think sometimes that eats away at you that, hey, my dad calls every match I do. But he he treats me like a, you know, like a fellow employee, not really like a uh, a son. I don't know. Maybe and maybe that kind of 
messed with his head and he's got in with the wrong crew and things happen and it, it sucks. It, it, it does. Um, from what I saw, looked like Brian and Jerry when they were together had a good relationship. Um, not not saying the King wasn't a good dad. I'm not here to judge or, or tell anybody that they're a good or a bad father. You do the best you can in your situation. Um, you know, Jerry is world famous, world renowned, and wanted to help his son clearly, as Tom reported there. It's just sad. It's a sad situation, and we just hope, uh, you know, Brian. If uh, I know you're uh, you're not you're no longer with us, but you know, hopefully you finally found what you were looking for, uh, some sort of some sort of peace. That's all I can really say about him, and, and Nikolai, and, and everyone else. You know, we condolences to all the families on uh, on the losses today. It was a it's a rough day. Indeed. Yeah, crazy day. Um, I didn't really know this. Uh, the first guy Tom was talking about there, the uh, uh, friend of uh, what did he say? The Hardy Boys? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I didn't. I didn't know him, so I didn't hear that either. So that's news to me. I'll have to look that one up. Um, the Brickhouse Brown. I'm not really too familiar with his wrestling career heard of him, um, but when a man dies of cancer at 57, um, and what sounds like uh, could have been, uh, with some financial help, could have been treatable, I just finished reading that he had, he had been been being, been treated with nothing but pain medication, so absolutely nothing yeah. for the cancer part, So and only stage two initially, so that sounds to me like he could have, there might have been some hope for him if... Uh, He'd have had the financial means, or somebody would have helped him out. I'm not throwing yeah, stones at anybody. Just, just no, not not throwing any stones at anybody because I don't know who. For all I know, people may have reached out and he may have declined. You don't know. You know, not enough facts well, out mean, there yet to throw no, to I'm throw rocks at. If he had been Canadian, he could have gotten some help. Um. Yes. Because if they'd have taken him to a hospital, that would have taken care of it right there. Because he never even got in a hospital, from what I understand. He was just in hospice care, which is, they've already written you off at that point. Um, So Uh, that's a sad thing. Another thing I forgot to mention, I wanted to mention it really, really quick. Um, They marked, I'm not sure how many years, uh, but today is the anniversary of uh, Lawler's longtime manager, Sam Bass, passing away as well. Wow. Okay, I didn't know. Um, it's just another whammy for poor Jerry, but... Um, yeah. I believe it's today. Yeah, uh, excuse No, Friday. Friday was the uh, yeah, well, close anniversary. Enough, though. Um, yeah, where was I? So, uh, so that's the Brickhouse Brown thing for me. Uh, a long time. I think it was 52 years. Oh, okay, because you were breaking up there. I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's sorry. a long time for anything. Uh, Nikolai Volkov, for me, is always going to be, like as you said, the heat machine. Um, please rise while Nikolai Volkov sings the Russian national anthem. Ah, fuck you, you son of a bitch. Instant heat. Um, 
lot of people don't aren't aware of his work previous to the WWF when he was uh, part of the Mongols with Guido Mongol back when he was, as Tom said, the a beast of a man. Uh, I believe six four, three twenty five, but not an ounce of fat. Uh, he was a member of the uh, Croatian. I guess it wasn't Croatia at that time. Um, I'm not even sure what country it would have been. He was on the. I know he was on an Olympic team for weightlifting previous to his wrestling. Previous to his wrestling career. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking Yugoslavia. You could yeah, be right on that. But but he he definitely. So he was an athlete long before he you know, he wasn't just a wrestler. As some people you know he didn't fall into it. Or it was last chance thing for him. Um, he's another one that sounds like with some help or maybe somebody intervening, he could still be alive today. Um, I take some solace in the fact that he was 70 and apparently of a sane mind, so the choice he made was his own. And uh, I guess he, you got to live with the consequences when you when you make those choices. But at least he, he I mean, I guess he made it and. He he got uh, rolled the dice and that's what happened. So sad for his wife and whoever else is still left. But you know, I guess maybe at seventy, you've it. like yeah, like you said, whether that's brave or stupid, that's debatable. But I guess if uh, that's kind of an old school sort of move, you know, I don't want to be in the hospital and I don't want to. I'd rather not find out I got heart disease and all this. Yeah, I don't want to be a burden, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll just go home and if I die, I die, and if I don't, I don't. Kind of deal. So, but but uh, pretty big talent, definitely still was still active. So, will be missed by yeah. a lot of people. Um, the Brian Christopher thing. I just have to assume there's just more to this story, or at least I hope there's more to this story than what we're being told. Um, just because you got arrested for a DUI, and. Uh, as resisting arrest, okay, well, that's not so smart. But, you know, that's not the end of a, you know, you're probably going to do a little bit of time, but you, you could get out from that, even at 46. But I did read somewhere that he had been, um, uh, what's the word, skipping the bill on hotels. He didn't have the money to pay hey, for the on the road. Yeah, so that maybe leads me to believe that there's money trouble involved which would be totally ridiculous considering uh, who his dad is, um, which leads me to believe that there could be some, I don't know if there's any issues there, but there could be, as you both said, being the son of Jerry Lawler cannot be easy. Um, even if you're well-adjusted, it can't be easy. Um, you're always going to be second fiddle there. There's just whether your dad is fucking super granddad, it's not going to matter. Um, so there could be problems there. We could. I'm kind of hoping we find out he suffered something from some depression and some other things that there was maybe a little more to it than that he just reached the bottom of his of the tunnel that quick. Because otherwise, that is like I mean, it's a tragic, senseless death anyway. But it would be just that more, more tragic and that more senseless if that was the only reason. You know that he just felt I don't want to go to jail and so I'm going to take the going to take that way out because that would really suck. Um, and that much harder for the family, of course, too. Uh, I often wondered if he was always chasing the dream and never could catch it. Because, like I say, he was never going to be his dad in the ring. 
Um, I don't know about earlier in his career, but the WWE years, even when he, he was popular, he was sharing the spotlight with uh, Mr. Garland, uh, Scotty Tuhati, for those of you who don't know, um, yeah. or Rikishi or whoever else. He never really got much of a push in WWE on his own that I recall. And if he, if he did, it didn't go anywhere. Um, I Like I said, I can't imagine... But I, I can't think it could be easy living with uh, uh, a famous father and then, like you said, with a mom. Uh, and let's be honest, I mean, I'm not going to throw Jerry Lawler under the bus either because I don't know the man. But he his uh, uh, his scrapes with young women, et cetera, are well documented. Um, so there could be, you know, who knows what kind of a relationship they had. It could easily have been horrible. could have been good, too. I don't know. But still, having a dad that gets that kind of publicity for, for whatever reasons, just it can't be easy to live with. There's just no way. Um, I, I want to add one thing. Um, it seemed to me from a brief – see, I, I knew Jerry, and I, knew and I really just had a few encounters with Brian, but I kind of went, th- went this way. Sorry, somebody just texted me or something. Um I kind of went this way on a much smaller level. I want to make that clear so nobody takes my shit out of context. But um, because he's close to age, in my age range, we grew up on the cusp of, you know, the Memphis Territory, in his case, my case, the guys like Hawk and Flair and everybody else coming into town and Roddy Piper's and, there was such a Rick Rude's, Kurt Hennings. It was just a, such a magic in being one of the boys, more so than being an actual wrestler, where today's wrestler likes being a pro wrestler, going to the next town, doing CrossFit, getting to their building, drinking protein shakes, etc. Uh, guys in their 40s were brought up in a different way, where everybody was jacked up and everybody was drinking all night, going to the gym on two hours sleep, taking uppers, taking downers, et cetera. And that's kind of culture that the guys like Road Dog and Gold Dust were in, and they just made an about-face before they died, quite frankly. Um, and I think he I think he was more into being one of the boys of that era, and I get, and I get that than being a pro wrestler or being whatever. And if you're alone in that jail cell and you have a way to kill yourself, I guess uh, – I guess the depression which you brought up, Tim, had to be a factor. Well, he's been in a bit of trouble previous. Like this isn't his first. You know, he's been arrested. He was arrested back in '09. Uh, public intoxication, disorderly conduct. I don't know. He's had a few run-ins with the law already. Um, like I said, I, I gotta wonder. You know, like I said, if he was just trying to be. Like I mean, I, I've never heard. Was he ever anything but a wrestler? Did he ever, you know, does that? Was he doing it when he was like twelve years old and just kept going? Or I think he started around sixteen under a mask. Okay, but, so he so he never. Um, so maybe he, you know, never did he ever, I mean, maybe Chase was, you know, wanted to be his dad and never could be, and never was going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Kind of like so. uh, Flair, kind of like Flair Jr. Kind of like throwing the same kind of analogy out there that 
decided to be a wrestler and this was never going to be Ric Flair. There was just no way. Um, there's only one Ric Flair, right? And Jerry Lawler's yeah. in the same. Yeah. I, would, I would put him in the same category. You know, there's only one of them. So being number one son behind that, I don't know. Because I noticed, I went and looked up to see if any if uh, Scotty Tuhati had said anything. But apparently he's been out of wrestling, like entirely out, for about five years. Became a firefighter, of all things. So you know, Scotty will still do a show occasionally. He's uh, He's been up here uh, within the past few years. No, but he's not. Uh, he's not relying on wrestling for a living. No. Whereas, like no. Brian Christopher, I, I think was still trying to rely on wrestling as a living, and I don't know that he was getting booked a whole lot. I won't hey, say that. One, one, one thing I I have to add before I get sidetracked, as you know I do, it goes along with that being one of the boys things. Like you brought up uh, in 2009, he had trouble. He actually he had that trouble with the Canadian border, trying to bring drugs over and all that kind of shit too, and skipping hotel rooms and stuff. And that it's no excuse. I'm not putting it out there as an excuse, but it's something I can relate to of the mentality you get in if you were around in those days and saw it up close. That you'll hear stories even from uh, Jerry Gray. I listened to the 605 recently. And he was talking about Steve Williams and uh, Lord Humongous and Nord the Barbarian in a, in a hotel room trashing it. And Steve Williams was like suplexing a chick, literally. Like, but in those days, the wrestlers got passes. Yeah, but it, 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 when you're one of the boys in the 80s, you got away with that shit. Well, Brian Christopher probably did a lot less than the guys he's seen, but just happened to be in the wrong era when things changed. Is it possible that uh, at 46, you know, he's what, 46? That uh, yeah. seeing as he's been in that life for nearly 30 years, let's say, that uh, he found himself in a position where the people that uh, he started out with are probably mostly gone, either retired yeah. or dead. And it, perhaps he found himself in a place of I I don't fit in. I'm old school. I'm, I'm I'm not old enough to be, you know, old school Ric Flair kind of guy. I'm not popular enough that anybody really wants to, you know, hear me on a podcast or, you know, these kinds of things that a lot of the other guys do. Um, and too old to wrestle. Well, or maybe not too old to wrestle, but too old to wrestle anywhere where he was going to make any amount of money. Um, I said maybe he found himself on the outs, and uh, you know him and uh, him and Scotty actually wrestled on NXT a while uh, a couple years ago. That's too cool. Okay, but I think it was fourteen. Might have been fifteen. It was. Uh, they wrestled. The I mean, we, I don't know about you, Nate, because I can't speak for you, but I can kind of speak for Tom about the depression thing. I mean, I don't need to, but I will. Um, it doesn't take long. You know, people, you know, when we're talking about years, I mean, you can go from uh, full throttle to to uh, no throttle in uh, two days. And if he, I mean, I'm not saying he was suffering from depression because we don't know that yet, but I, I'm going to guess that that was definitely part of it, whether it was diagnosed or not. And you, you can find yourself rock bottom awful quick. And when you don't have anybody to turn to or don't think you do or don't have anybody paying attention to your life, 
you feel alone, and that becomes, uh, as sad as it is, that becomes a avenue of escape. Because he definitely tried the drugs yeah. and the booze and everything else, and that didn't really seem to to work for him. So maybe that was a choice he made, because he had to. Like, I mean, man, you're hanging yourself in a jail cell. That's you know, that's rock bottom. Yeah, it's my rough. opinion from my opinion from being in a jail cell. I mean, I I kind of got lucky and had a little more freedom. I was in the equivalent of what he was in the county, but I was in the what they call a country club of just DUI offenders. But if he was on his third DUI in Tennessee, similar than similar to uh, Pennsylvania, along with the other shit that he did that were felonies, he was probably uh, looking at two years unless he was bailed out and got a killer lawyer and promised to do rehab, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which I understand was the plan. Um, but he probably just was alone. And when, when you don't have that crutch, and I can speak from experience, I can grab 10 Coors Lights and forget about my problems for that night. But you can't when you're in a jail cell and you can't snort or whatever. To, I don't know what he did, quite frankly. Yeah, he might have felt trapped and, and alone and... Needed an you're alone, man. You're it's a cold steel cell, and you're not Grandmaster Sexay. You're not even Brian Christopher. You're Brian Lawler. Who? You're just one of those yeah, dudes nobody, in there, man. You're nothing. Nobody gives two shits. Yeah, that's about the size. Uh, according to uh, what I'm reading here, it says jail time for uh, Tennessee third offense DUI not counting anything else, is mandatory minimum 120 days in jail up to a year. And then a year probation. Okay, but if a, if you're already on the lift, edge, just the that's, that's, actually, that's actually a little lighter than up here, but still a bad, a bad deal. And yeah. $1,100, $10,000 fine plus a mandatory alcohol and drug addiction fee of $100 on top of that's that. Why I'm, that's why I'm saying I'm thinking there's more to the story because the money, uh, whether Daddy and him had that great a relationship or not, uh, Jerry Lawler had all the money in the world and $10,000 would have been, you know, fucking go. That would have been an afternoon of him signing an autograph somewhere uh, at a show someplace. And, so the money got uh, well, here's another thing. And his license would have been revoked for six years. Yeah, well, that doesn't certainly yeah, doesn't help. But, yeah, that don't help. So that said, hopefully, well, not hopefully, but I mean, hopefully, some more facts come out that we don't not left totally in the dark about what happened or didn't happen. But regardless, to wrap it up, totally tragic and totally senseless and totally not necessary. Um. Yeah. There again, we, you know, the show we, we we try to be funny on this show most of the time, but you know, if you're suffering from mental health issues, there's there's help out there. You got to reach out for it though too. You know, nobody's gonna come knock on your door. Sadly, <laughs> maybe they should, but you know, you're, there are people who understand, and there are people you can talk to, and it never hurts to to tell somebody your story. So, too many people checking out otherwise. Not good. You know, when if he um, if he would have gotten clean, if he would have gotten clean, I guarantee you, he could have made a killing with his own uh, podcast, book, something. 
Well, he could have made something anyway. I mean, his his uh, avenues to to revenue were not zero. That's for sure. Um, no, definitely not. The problem, about the problem when you're in them. So the problem when you're in the moment, though. The problem when you're in the moment is you can't you can't see any of that. Yeah, you're at not all. you're not thinking clearly. You're just like, what true. the fuck, man. I mean, hypothetically, we should never do hypotheticals, and we got four minutes or three minutes now at this point. But hypothetically, we don't know. He might have burned Jerry for ten grand before when he said he was going to get. Clean. Yes, that is also fine. You know? I mean, if the facts don't come out, you really just don't know. And and Jerry might have been of the thought, well, maybe he'll dry up in there, and then we'll take it from there. You know, who knows? Yeah, well, but, uh, he needs to. He's hit bottom, but maybe he needs a day or two to remember that I'm not going to come running every time, you know, he gets himself into trouble. He's got to help know, himself maybe, a little bit, too. We didn't think about this. We didn't think about this. Maybe he couldn't take the detox. Maybe that got him. And uh, that's uh, also true. I mean, yeah, that's that a possibility. But you would think, well, I mean, I can't speak for this. Detox. I can't speak for the American penal system, but up here, if there's even a slight doubt that you're suicidal or drying out, you're on, you'd be on suicide watch, which I don't, I haven't heard any mention of in his case. So, not here. They fucking withhold your medicine in there, unfortunately. But it's another story for another show. Indeed. Um, so that's and just that, about it for uh, another Sunday night roundtable. Um, we got three minutes. Uh, Tom, you got a minute. Nate, you got a minute, and I'll take a minute. Go, Thomas. I, I am grateful for you two guys, my buddies, uh, and I, I'm just grateful for the job that I have that I didn't before that I go to tomorrow, and that's about it. I just wanted to show gratitude on a day where a lot of people forget about what the good they got. So that's my minute. True enough. Nate Bush. Well, after reviewing everything today, fuck TR. He cheats at trivia. Uh, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's uh, it's been a wild time, but yeah, I'm glad we, we still get together and do this. Uh, Make sure you tune in Wednesday. We'll be back live again. Have some guests. TR and I hopefully will be on the air. And hopefully this internet shit gets fixed. And we have a great show lined up. And I actually got a lot of basketball news we need to talk about. So we'll have a good time on Wednesday. And Tim, what about you, good sir? Well, people, Tim just wants to say one more time. Uh, Spend a little less time looking at what you don't have and a little more time at looking at what you might be taking for granted that's right in your neighborhood or in your home or in your front yard or in your family or whatever the case may be. Um, sometimes the best shit in your life is right there. And you're just too blind to see it because you're busy chasing the dream or whatever it is. Not that there's anything wrong with chasing the dream, but stop the smell of flowers every now and then or the coffee, as they say up here. Um, Life ain't all that bad if you're above ground. Uh, some days it might seem different, but uh, that's a victory all on its own if you're still alive. So uh, just don't don't take shit for granted. Um, tell the people you love that you do. 
And uh, if you got friends or buddies like we do, uh, don't forget them and don't take them for granted because, you know, you do that shit for too long, they might not be around and there's nothing worse and you can take it from people who know being alone sucks the big one. So with that, um, I'll say good night uh, for Nate and not for Tom because Tom will take us home as always in about 15 seconds. But to all of you guys who are out there listening to us and download the show and all that stuff, we do appreciate it. Uh, we thank you for doing it, and uh, we hope to continue to provide you with some more entertainment and some facts and some knowledge. And with that, we got 15 seconds. Thomas, do what you do best. Peace!